The following program may contain views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the hosts and their guests and are not reflective of Quixie 98.3 or Sky Tower Communications. For questions, comments, and concerns, email us at news at wqxe.com. Good morning, I'm Zach Epperson. We have for you this week another interview with one of our local superintendents talking about their return to school for their district in the upcoming school year. This morning we are joined on the phone by David Raleigh of LaRue County Schools. Sir, how are you doing this morning? Doing great, Zach. How are you doing? Doing wonderful, thank you. So we'll, we'll jump right into this and uh, start off our, uh, our form this morning with a very general question to open things up, but what does the return to school look like right now for LaRue County Schools? Well, currently we are uh, we're scheduled to reopen school for students on uh, Monday, August 24th. Our teachers will be returning uh, to work on the on the 12th. They'll have a few days prior to that, and uh, we have uh, we're currently planning. Now we're still collecting uh, data and some information, but uh, we are currently planning to offer um, in-person instruction, uh, remote learning, and then at the high school level. It's what uh, we're calling a, a kind of a hybrid model, but kind of an A-B rotation schedule. So the rotation schedule, I've heard a lot of uh, other superintendents that I've talked to. The first one that I heard mentioned it was Dr. Nick Carter out there at Breckenridge County. But that rotation schedule, how are you all planning to implement that? Is it going to be a, just a return at the beginning when uh, school returns, or is it going to be throughout the year? No, it, it, this will be up to, through the entire school year. What, the plans that we have in place uh, will be through the entire school year. And, uh, again, it, this is just at the high school. So our, our students, K-8, uh, they, will, they only have really two options, and that would be in-person instruction or, or virtual learning. Uh, so, uh, it, in the, it, um, so our, our students will, you, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be on like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or I should say every other Friday. Uh, sort of those folks that remember what uh, schedules look like in college. I was going to say, assuming, it sounds like it. Y- yes, and and so uh, it'll it'll be very very similar to that. Uh, you know, with uh, again, we're still uh, working out the kinks and and uh, ironing out the bugs, but uh, that is the plan right now. So you all, you said a, a second ago that you all are you know still collecting data and everything for the upcoming school year. Uh, does the district have an idea of how many students right now are planning to return to in-person instruction? You know we're not, and that's that's the main data that that we are collecting. About a month ago, we did uh, uh, a survey just to kind of get the feel from our our community and our our families about uh, when would they want to go back to school, and uh, if they did come back to school, and they were you know what, what would they choose. Uh, and so that kind of gave us an idea of, of then, you, you know, to uh, what what kind of uh, learning platforms to to uh, be uh, researching and working toward, as as well as when a start date would be. But and so now that we've we've collected that, now we we we're asking families to make a commitment because, you know, we're, we're going to have to staff based on you know what uh, what parents are saying. So we don't have those numbers yet. I, if I mean, I can tell you that back. Uh, back about a month ago or so, when, when school first uh, uh, ended, we probably had 75% of our folks saying that they would return to in-person instruction. Now, we feel like that probably those, that number is going to continue to decline right up until we come back to school. So as, as the COVID-19 uh, numbers uh, increase, I, I think the number of parents that decide to send their kids back to in-person instruction is going to uh, decrease so that that and again we don't have any hard data on that right now that's just our thinking 
Right, and so for those um, those students that are going to return to the in-person instruction, uh, what kind of procedures have you all developed for uh, for like health screenings? I know a lot of people are talking about you know how temperatures will be taken when students uh, get to the school building. Have you all developed those policies yet? More more so uh, guidance and uh, routines and procedures than policies. Obviously, we will follow the policies that, that are already in our. Uh, that, the, that the district has already approved, and so we, we think that those are going to align very well where we're not really going to have to create new policy. Uh, but I will say this. When we started working on our return to school plan, which we call Restart 2020, we had two main goals, and the, and the very first goal was to preserve the health of our students, staff, and community, and the second goal was to educate all students, and, and that's why we put the survey out to make sure that we were able to uh, to address as many learning styles and meet as many needs as we possibly can. So, but the first priority in keeping everybody safe. So we, you know, we are following the Kentucky Department of Public Health uh, those guidelines or those expectations they release. We're, we're following CDC guidelines. Uh, we are in constant contact with uh, with our uh, local health department. And so, you know, those things are built into our plan. So, in other words, we're not just kind of making stuff up. So, we are, you know, some of the highlights that you're going to hear from other districts, you know, we, we are, it's a requirement that students have to have a, a face covering. Uh, it's a requirement that, that we need to do the social distancing, that we have regular uh, hand washing, um, and, and, and those kinds of things. And we really feel like that if we, if we do those things and, and it, with fidelity, that that we can you know mitigate the, the the risk of exposure greatly. And we know that there's no certainties, not 100 percent, but but we just we feel strongly about that. And we feel that good about our plan. Absolutely. You mentioned the masks a second ago, and I want to talk about that. Um, you know, a lot of people have said that you know uh, when you're in uh, when you're moving, you mask or, or things similar to that. Well, I, I think the the guidance that we've received from the Kentucky Department of Education is that you know, regardless of whether there there's a mandate from the governor or not, that that is uh, that is kind of an expectation, and and so. Uh, Again, we're we're not doing it because it's uh, because it's the, the politically the right thing to do or because it's a mandate. We're doing it because it comes back to our goal of number one of preserving the health of our student staff and community. Because we 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 truly feel like that if we do those things, that uh, that we can lower the risk. Now, so the the route that we're taking is uh, we're we're being probably less punitive and really trying to be more. Uh, proactive and because one of the things that we want in, in our district before we had the pandemic is we want a culture of, of care, compassion, and empathy. So we're we're using um, the, the, the mask and talking about the mask and encouraging kids to wear the mask as, as a as kind of a a, um, a way to to demonstrate your care, compassion, and empathy for your your fellow person. So that's the route we're taking on that right now. We you know we're uh, we we know that there will be disciplinary issues and things of that nature that come up, but we're going to handle those on an individual basis. Next thing I had for you, and it was something that I, I had thought of the other day, but, you know, even the most normal everyday tasks uh, that schools have, like going to the library or going to lunch, are going to be, you know, very drastically changed this year. Uh, for instance, l- lunches at lunchtime or lunchrooms at lunchtime, how is that going to be handled uh, with LaRue County? Well, we... Uh, uh, we're going to handle that on a, you know, each each school is going to uh, create lunch schedules based on their individual needs. So there there are going to be schools where uh, kids will eat in the classroom. There uh, there are going to be uh, schools where uh, you won't have as many kids in the cafeteria, but we will have uh, the the 
enough kids in there that we can social distance uh and 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 the other thing is we will utilize other large spaces in our in our school so if we need to use the gym or an auditorium or something like that so that we can feed our students but still follow the social distancing guidelines that's that's what those schools are planning to do so it's really not a universal thing it's just more of of what fits the needs of that particular school in regards to uh, school supplies uh i i talked with dr mark martin out at uh, mead county and he had uh, said that their school district right now isn't going to be taking, you know, passing out supply lists like they do uh, in years prior. They're still accepting donations through community partners and, and those sort of avenues, but that they're not going to be asking parents uh, for school supplies this year for a variety of reasons. Is your is LaRue County going to be doing something similar like that? No, I, I pr- probably a, a, a compromise of the two. I mean, we, you know, we're the, the, uh, the supply list have, have already been put out there. So things like, uh, you know, pay, Stuff that's that's personal to the to the child, you know that that they're going to need. They, you know, we're going to allow parents to do that. Nothing that would be shared. Uh, in terms of of things like uh, hand sanitizer and and uh, um, disinfectant wipes and things of that nature, we're you no, know, we're asking uh, not to con- not to contribute. And, and the, the reason for that is those things are hard to find uh, through public consumption. You know, we have access to that stuff. Uh, through um, you know vendors and, uh, and and bid lists and things of that nature, we don't want to put an extra burden on our on our families and, and stress and pressure trying to find that stuff. So we're just going to save them the expense and and we're as a district, uh, you know, we will provide those things uh, you know for our schools. So kind of kind of yes and no. Yeah, we're going to allow you to those things that that your student might need individually, and personally. Yeah, that'll be on the list, but we're not going to expect uh, community type stuff. Very good to know. The next thing I had for you is just in relation to the virus itself. If cases of the virus see a spike during this year at any time, how is the district prepared to handle that? Not even if it's just in the school district, but in just the community at large. Is in-person instruction going to be canceled like it was in March, or is that not really even your all's call? Is that more of a, a state thing? Well, again, uh, we're in, uh, you know, I, I'm in uh, regular contact with, with our local health department, and uh and they have created a um, uh, kind of a, a dashboard where I can I can get on there at any time and see, uh, you know, the number of, of um, uh, confirmed COVID cases in in our community, and, and also look at the number of active cases and recovered and things of that nature. So we're constantly looking at that. We're in constant um, uh, uh, communication with our with our health department, but ultimately it, it'll probably come down to. Uh, you, you know what what comes down from from um, uh, from from KDE at the at the State Department. So uh, it's, so it's, it's just a number of things. And uh, you know, and again, if you've talked with uh, anybody from Jefferson County, you know they've already and other districts as well have, have already you know decided they're going to they're going to go NTI right away. And, and and that's okay. Every district is different. If you look at our numbers, we don't have to make that decision right now. And which is again why I uh, am in constant contact because the uh, the health department they they have a copy of our plan they know what our plan is they know what the expectations are and so I continue to ask them based on the numbers today do you still feel confident about us returning to in person instruction on August 24th and currently there's the utmost uh, uh, confidence and uh, they don't see reason why we why we shouldn't and I will say this that yes uh, like all districts we're going to have a plan. That if we do have to shut down, whether it be uh, a couple days or a couple weeks or a couple months, you know, we will have a plan in place for that. So have you spoke with any of the teachers and staff about the upcoming school year? And what concerns, if any, have they shared with you about the school year? 
Yes, I, I, you know, our overall, our staff is they're, they're very supportive and, and they're going to do what's best for kids. They they want kids back in the building. They're anxious to teach kids again, but they're, they're, there's no getting around it. Uh, there's a lot of anxiety and apprehension about returning uh, to in-person instruction. Uh, so, you know, obviously they're they're a little concerned. And, and what I try to do to to mitigate that is is uh, I, I try to keep them up to date, like the um, uh, the data that I shared with you earlier. You know, from uh, from our health department, let them know you know where, where we are in terms of numbers. Uh, anything that comes out from CDC, you know, yesterday CDC re- released kind of a position statement on why they think you know kids need to be back. Uh, to in-person instruction, sharing that with them, but uh, just anything that I, I can do to put their minds at ease. But obviously, they are—they're worried, they're concerned. But I continue to let them know that that you know their their health and safety is is important to to me and our district as well. And and we will, you know, we will that is going to be a top priority, and that will, we will keep that. Uh, take that into consideration when we're making decisions in the future. Absolutely. Last question I have for you, and we'll end it up talking about you. So how have you personally assessed this upcoming school year? Has it weighed on Has it weighed on you at all? I guess it's kind of a trick question. I would, would say it has. Every person I've talked to so far has said to some measure it has. Yes, it's, it's um, like, like everyone else out there. Uh, you know, I'm experiencing COVID fatigue and, and uh, information overload. Um, but it's uh, because you know I do I do take seriously um, you, you know the um, you know my my job in, in my position. Uh, one of my favorite authors is his name is Simon Sinek, and he says that leadership is not about being in charge; it's, it's about uh, caring for those in your charge. And uh, and and I, I kind of take that very personally. So yeah, I, I want you know I want our kids. It's, it's it's just tough because I want our kids back in school. I want our kids learning. I, I want our kids making those. Those personal connections um, with their teachers, but at the same time, I, I don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize the the uh, health, safety, and welfare of, uh, of of our students and staff. So, yeah, it, it it does weigh on you. You just try to do the best you can with the information that you've got at the time. Absolutely, and a very good quote to, to to lead by as well. Well, David Raleigh, Superintendent of Larue County Schools, joining me this morning, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Appreciate the support. For a recap of today's forum or to listen to past forums, you can go to our website, wqxc.com, and click on the Media tab. For Quick C 98.3, I'm Zach Epperson.